right, who's introducing today? Me. But Jake. I Damn it! I really, I was like, I knew it wasn't my week, but I wanted it to be. Every time, like, I pay attention and really understand what's going on, it's never my week. I don't know how that's possible, but that seems well, to be how Jake it goes. You and Jake could make a deal right now. You see, we can't make any deal. No, there's a schedule. <laughs> we have a schedule. There's keep. a fucking. There's a spreadsheet and everything. I color coded the names. True. True. We're not undoing that. sweater. Uh, I, I don't mean to uh, step outside my bounds, but I feel this calls for an NPR introduction. Oh, that's One true. One of Jake's uh, classic voices. I was mm-hmm. thinking you were going to say like Will Rogers, you know? He'd always like put on Mr. Rogers, that is, his sweater. And... That's Fred, Rogers. Fred Rogers. Fred Rogers. I always get them mixed did, up. Did wear, did wear uh, cardigans. Mm-hmm. Hello, and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By Star Trek Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by the Sherman Foundation. Makers of Sherman Tanks, and also Love. Ah, oh, I bet Reed would love that. Both of those things. Also, sponsored in part by listeners like you. Actually, you've never done a goddamn thing for us, listeners, so fuck off. Well, Rate us on Spotify or whatever it is we're on. We're on all of them. All of them. Mm-hmm. Five stars. Five stars. Today we'll be discussing two episodes of Star Trek Enterprise, and will also be accompanied by a jazz quartet that will be playing garbage music very, at various times. I mean, you already said it was a jazz quartet. The rest was in, it was implied. See, four Rikers and a and a funeral. Funeral. Whoa. That would be that would actually be a uh, a great like you had a horn quartet mm. you call it four rikers and just if it's four men they're all just dressed like that that like would Will Riker. Be good, yeah. be good the women could also be dressed like Riker. that's true and yeah that's true we could be anybody yeah anyway we'll be talking about oh by the way my name's jake this is peach sweaty ames this is caitlin the two episodes we'll be talking about today are carbon creek <laughs> It's the sound of that Vulcan dude's bed. Ah. He's banging that woman. Mrs. Garrett there. Hot. And, uh, Minefield. No, Minefield. Your field. Minefield. Garfield? Starfield. Um, so beginning with Carbon Creek, we're having a nice cozy dinner, just the three of us. (laughs) And it's, uh, between Captain Archer to Paul and Trip, and we're having our little dinner, and, um... Archer's like, yeah, I'm doing your yearly review. I, there's this moment, great moment. I'll talk about this later, I'm sure, but I'm going to bring it up <laughs> good, now because I just thought of it. Great. Go for it. There's this great moment where, where Archer's like, it's been exactly one year since you joined the crew. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. You all literally joined the crew on the same day True. to do the broken bow shit. So uh, why are we making a big deal? Uh, anyway. I mean, maybe, maybe. Archer doesn't write reviews for anybody like, but Archer Tom. and Trip. Wait, but he does explain why he makes it a big deal. He yeah. does. It, Okay. Well, yeah. actually, a lot of them may have already been officially yeah. on crew on paper Fair. before they launched. Anyway. Anywho. Um, wow. So anyway. Um, it's also Flox's first day, then. And true. Which no, one, no one's inviting him to dinner. No, he will steal all the food. He'll eat off of your plate. So he, he's like, I was doing your crew evaluation, and uh, aside from all the 
the shitty performance I was giving for you, I notice here that in your record, for some reason, it records that you visited this rando town in Pennsylvania on Earth. And I was just wondering, why? And to Paul's like, well, actually, there's a pretty interesting story about that. Would you like me to tell you a story? And they're like, yeah, tell us a story to Paul. Bedtime. Yeah. Tuck us in. Do the voices to Paul. <laughs> she can't. So to Paul tells them a story about her, how her... Uh, her Life got flipped, turned upside her down. Her mother's mother. <laughs> yes. His mother. No, her mother's mother. South of Philadelphia, born and raised in Carbon Creek is where I spend most of my days shooting some pool outside of the school. Nice. Uh, yeah, I fucked it up. But anyway. I liked it anyway. It, it was, was a really good good start. Yeah, so there's a story about how T'Pol's second foremother, also known as a great-grandmother for I liked that detail. you humans. I did good detail. I actually did too. Humans, Very Vulcan of them. How she was actually one of the first Vulcans to make first contact with, with Earth. And you might think, oh, so she was in first contact with Zephram Cochrane. But no, in fact, T'Pol's reveals that first contact actually happened in the 1950s fucking 50s what? because the vulcans who evidently have not much better to do just like to spy on earth from time to time sounds like them and they're hanging out watching sputnik do its little sputniky thing and they're like man the soviet union is really advanced we should visit pennsylvania um well, they didn't decide no, to that's visit. true they also might well no yeah. one just decides to visit Pennsylvania. So they, they, they their ship, something fucks up in their ship and they crash land. Their captain dies. So that leaves to Paul's grandmother. I'm just going to say to Paul because I didn't remember what her actual Tamir. name. Tamir. So to, so to I mean, me, to be fair, it's just to Paul. It's just to Paul. So we're going no to say to Paul. It's to Paul with no. brown hair. That's all. Didn't she already have brown hair? It's a lighter brown hair. Okay. Chestnut. Um, Delicious. Yeah, it's like a reddish, yeah. Mm. Anyway, um... Auburn? So, there you go. So, uh, T'Pol's grandmother uh, is now in command, as she was the second in command, and now she is the command. And they're like, well, shit. So they're camping out in the woods of Pennsylvania, and if they eat the body of their uh, captain. <laughs> and once they exhaust all the rest of the food, they're like, well, we can either hunt this deer... Oh, it was cute. ...and eat, for, eat like kings for a week, or we can... Go do some uh, cultural contamination in the nearby town. <laughs> Rob a grocery store like, whoa. Um, so they do. They steal some clothes, and there's a really weird scene of titties. But <sighs> you know, Oh, uh, my God. Sh why? Shadow titties. Um, like, were their ratings just, like, off by a nipple last season? <laughs> so they were like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We need one extra nipple. The we're going to get these horny young men. I, I got to say, though, I forgot. I didn't... I, did not realize 2002 TV cameras were that detailed. Mm. Yeah, you saw the whole enchilada, as it were. Yeah. Well, the you know, the, the lighting designer was top-notch. He won an Emmy for this uh, episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this was nominated for excellent uh, Hugo. Excellent achievement oh. in shadow design. N nipple silhouette. Anyway, they go to this little podunk town nearby Carbon Creek, trying to get supplies and... They wander into a bar, and the um, the bartender's like, you can't eat for free. Here's some freaking pretzels. We don't serve your kind here. Poor people. And they're like, huh, well, we got to make some money. And then it turns out they're, they're pool sharks. They're actually really good at pool, so they... Okay, now, is it sharks or sharps? Sharks. What? They're sh sharks? I don't get it. 
No, I'm serious. Oh, it's shark. A, it's a shark. Okay. I feel like I've heard people say the opposite. Like card yeah. sharks. Yeah. yeah, I know. Well, I think but... card sharp is also a thing. Oh, or is it? street sharks. Maybe I've it's never a... heard it with a P. Maybe it's like a... A card sharp, thing. also called shark, sometimes hyphenated or spelled as a single word, is a person who uses skill and or deception to win at poker mm. or other oh, card so games. Sharp and shark spellings have varied over time and by region. Okay, I, cool. I've only oh, ever wow. heard shark. So I have heard both so much that I'm like, either both are acceptable, I'm more deaf than I realized, or there are just a lot of people running around saying shit wrong. I assumed that last one because most people are idiots. Well, now it sounds like both are acceptable. Which I wonder is if great that news. started as a group of people being wrong, and then they're finally just like, uh, enough people are wrong that we'll make it right. Yeah, that's I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm really curious. I've mm. never thought to ask anybody because I didn't want to sound like a dum dum. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Um, some so sharp, yeah. sharp so, sharks. So they so they uh, they earn some 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 money. They the, buy so many Swanson dinners with it. <laughs> they're basically, uh, but now they're they're basically stuck in this little town, so they have to get jobs. And T'Pol works sweeping the floors at the bar, and one of the other guys, Mistral. Mo becomes Mistral. a plumber. Mistral yeah. was our, our, our sexy. Yeah, so he friend. he gets a job in a mine. Hot. And and the other Damn one, <laughs> Strawn, as I see. Mo. Uh, who Mo, which was a good joke, gets a job as a plumber, and there's a woman that really wants to bang him. Oh, so he she, totally she, fucks her. I don't care what he says. You need to come here and fix my pipes again. I clogged oh, it just for you. I le- oh, lady. no. Lady. <laughs> I left my money in the my kitchen. My roto-rootered. Oh, no. Come that clear out my pipes. <laughs> yeah, she's, clear, she's clogging it up with the husband she murdered and dismembered so she could have Mo. Mm-hmm. Damn, um, this just became a small town murder episode. So they befriend the, they be kind of befriend. Well, T'Pol's a little, you know, tight ass as she, as she is. Um, I mean, Tamir. And, uh, and, <laughs> Same and, but Mistral kind of befriends the <laughs> local bar owner. Maggie. Um, and goes on a date with her and she kisses him and he's like, ooh, I kind of like that boy. But then T'Pol, like, is just. They're just giving him stink eye. They creep across the street just fucking staring dead at them. <laughs> and her reaction is, we've got company. My reaction would be, she doesn't have a gun, does she? Mm. Like, holy shit. You sure you're not a couple, right? So there's a... So anyway, so then at some point there's a mine collapse and Mistral has to use Vulcan technology to, to, to rescue some miners. And he becomes a local hero... And then little Jimmy, uh, or whatever, so the kid, doesn't yeah. matter what his name was. Oh, you were close uh, It was a Jimmy uh, name, huh? Uh, well, every kid in the 50s was Jimmy or Jack or Bobby. <laughs> Weird. I had a one in three shot. Um, Those were the only names. <laughs> Something happened to Chris. I love the things that Chris finds, like, this funny. Like, because I never know what it's going to be. Neither like, it's I. always a surprise, you know? So, anywho... He got a, He's a really clever kid. And he's really smart. And he's got a scholarship, but he but he needs more money to go to school, and he doesn't. They just don't have enough. So he's gonna have to not go to school and live in this shithole town the yeah. rest of his life. You know how expensive college was in the fifties. Well, wait, wait. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. They a college tuition could fit in a pickle jar in the in the fifties. Evidently, well, if you fucking fill it with hundreds. Mm. <laughs> Anywho, to Paul feeling feeling bad for him, showing a. Revealing a bit of her uh, her compassion, wanders off and invents Velcro. 
She's bringing... That's, in, in, like, the last two minutes of the episode. Yeah. She's what sell- the fuck episode? Well, the Vulcans evidently already had Velcro. Velcro. So she just... Oh, shit. Velcro. Yeah, that's what she... That was she, that, that's what they're like. They're like, what do you call this stuff? She's like, uh, it's a Velcro. Yeah. Yes, I have notes on that. I'll let you guys know when we get there. Um, so she, uh, she, she basically sells the patent, I guess, for Velcro and makes a bunch of money... And it's enough for them to give it to the kid. Then finally, after months of living in Pennsylvania, some more Vulcans are like, hey, we're responding to your distress call. Some Tellarites took their goddamn time letting us know you were crashed here. Typical Tellarites. And T'Pol's like, great. um, All right, we're ready to go. And Mistral's like, actually, I'm going to stay here. I've been enjoying this getting my dick wet more than once Uh, every seven years thing. Kissing is very so, pleasant. Very pleasant. See ya. I know, I was agreeing with you. So they, they lie. They lie to their to the other Vulcans that show up and they're like, yeah, the captain and Mistral died and we ate and burned their corpses. Uh, I mean, In just, just burned. Didn't, didn't um, eat, just burned. And the, and the other Vulcans are like, cool. Get on the, get on, get on the ship. That is logical. So then everyone, like, Trip uh, back in, uh, outside the story, Trip and Archer are like, oh my god, that's crazy! You just rewrote all of our history! And she's like, yeah, well, I, you told, you asked me to tell you a story. And they're like, ah, oh, you got us! Ah, oh, you! And then back in her, in her quarters, she has in, like, her, like, as a prized possession, a purse that is the same one that Tamir had. So it's implied that it wasn't a made-up story and that it's, it actually we, did happen. But we could check this very easily because she says at the top of the episode, this history exists in the Vulcan History Museum or whatever. You guys just never visit and check it out. Can you imagine how fucking boring. That, oh my god! Like, cause just just like how how like dry all of the writing must be <laughs> for a human. Like it's just a thing, list of dates. Like and no that's human it. has successfully made it through the prologue of a Vulcan history book without <laughs> falling asleep. Well, also you must understand this history, while it is in the museum, is uh, down a flight of stairs with a broken light bulb behind a door labeled "Beware the Tiger." Ooh, Vulcan tiger. Mm. Roar. So. Two things up top. Oh boy. One, I appreciate that Jimmy Jack Bobby was not a historic <laughs> figure. Oh, yeah. Like there wasn't like a reveal at the that. end that they he's showed like great restraint. Yeah, it's like he's just a smart kid. He's not fucking H.G. Wells or What's your name? Gene Mark Twain. Gene Roddenberry. Or Gene Roddenberry. Oh my god, that would have been awful. awful I mean, but well, Gene I mean, Roddenberry wouldn't have been a kid in the fifties. Also true. They could have they could have made him George Lucas. I want to check how old this kid was when this show came out. Legends of Tomorrow actually did an episode where they had to save George Lucas because someone, like, killed him or something, and that really fucked up history. Mm. (laughs) And number two, you know, Vulcans normally I don't think of as fashionable people, but... He was only 23. I thought he was much older. (laughs) (laughs) And let's be honest, in the 1950s, that's what an (laughs) 18-year-old... Actually, no, in the 1950s, he looked great for an (laughs) 18-year-old. Oh, no, no, you know who they would have made him. Neil Armstrong. No, yeah. oh, they would have. Yeah. Yeah, but he's luckily very, very much from Ohio. That's like a yeah. A lot of the astronauts from Ohio. could have crash landed in Ohio. Instead. No, I know that's true. But um, it's an easy couple of uh, yeah. hundred feet to move though. Nope. I'm sorry, they made crash. a deal with uh, Pennsylvania tourism. It's <laughs> gonna be in fucking Pennsylvania. But number two. Yes. Again, yes. Yes. I, I don't think of Vulcans as fashionable people, 
But that era of uh, uniform was fucking great. I, love, yeah, those I love those jeans. They look so good. I want one. Yeah. They look real good. They were Fuck, I didn't pay that much attention to them. Oh, they were great. But here's now the thing. There's cultural were, contamination right there. No so, one can see those. Or no I want to know where the fuck them. they got these jackets from. Because Vulcans are staunch vegetarians, yet do not frown on leather. It's leather. Leather. Yeah, what? I assumed it was made of mushrooms or some bullshit. It looked you know? very leathery to me. Or it was just replicated. I mean, here's the thing. Because vegetarians sometimes say that they would eat, not replicated, but like um, grown meat that doesn't require any suffering. So maybe if it's grown leather that doesn't require any suffering, they're down with it. I mean, here's the thing. There's no way the show paid for that much leather. So it's definitely pleather in real life. Mm. Fair, yeah. And two, we don't know. They are vegetarians, but maybe, maybe when a it or whatever passes of natural causes... Mm. Mm. Maybe there's an animal that just sheds its skin, and they use there we that. Go. Yeah. Either way, of the of the vegetarian thing, there's mm. some some really great like history stuff in uh, Keith DeCandido's review because mm-hmm. he went back and said, okay, a lot as good as this episode is story wise, the details are a lot of the, are oh, a lot of stupid. You details. know what got me? Got me. What the? F- I'm on the meat thing, but okay. Okay, all right, well, all right. No, no, finish the meat. Meat thing. So in this era, they bought this many fucking Swanson meals. Swanson, at least at this time, only ever made meat meals. So either they were buying up the meat meals and eating them because, you know, drastic situation or whatever, or they were just having the sides and mm-hmm. the brownie or apple crisp and throwing the rest away. I, I remember once in college, this will make sense, I promise. Good, good. They would have themed nights on occasion in the dining halls. And, uh... One night, it was 50s night, and they had, like, you know, basically just hot dogs and hamburgers and diner food. (laughs) And in true 50s fashion, they actually, like, completely emptied out where they normally would put the vegetarian and vegan options to put dairy ice cream. Nice. There was, I think, one option for non-meat eaters. And it It was was lettuce. (laughs) It's like, wow, you really thought this through, assholes. They did love their meat. Um, What are you going to say, Jake? Well, I was just, uh, on that topic, I mean, I, I, I'm willing to bet it would have been pretty hard to have a vegetarian diet in the 50s in this particular small town in Pennsylvania oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and, like, not be unhealthy. Just, like, sources of protein are, are going to be fairly limited. Yeah. So it, it could very well be that the Vulcans were like, well, we are not going to go and kill an animal ourselves to eat it but these animals are already dead and we gotta survive so i could see the many i could see them making an exception for the swanson dinners also mo scanned them and was like honestly the (laughs) alleged meat is 90 percent sodium Um, cardboard and foam (laughs) well not just that but like honestly they decided that they would rather contaminate a society than just kill a deer I think logic is out the window. Like, allegedly, this one Vulcan is like, no, no, it's way more logical for us to go and get food. It's like, you're in the middle of a fucking forest. I can see greenery all around you. Yeah, eat a you're tree, damn it. You're telling me there's no, like, fucking... No, but there has to be something growing Mushrooms that they can Mushrooms or just other plants. Yeah, yeah but I'm it's, just saying, they it, could have found something. It's near a mining town. All the mushrooms are just contaminated with wastewater. Yeah, that's And true. the ones that aren't are poisonous. Also, this is like... October-ish at this point because you know if they had just watched Sputnik or whatever like mm. the dates like the dates don't fucking line up anywhere in this show because when they say later on we just went to a baseball game it's like this isn't baseball season no one's playing right now <laughs> rabbit season duck season baseball season Elmer season I love Lucy's on tonight <laughs> I love Lucy's season that 
was cute. I like yeah, that. I like yeah, that, that was a good little touch. homage to Lucy. I like that, and um, because she's the one that helped get uh get Star Trek off the ground, so that's a exactly. very nice nod. Yeah, very nice nod. I was gonna say, oh yeah, when they go to the grocery store, they walk out and they're carrying these grocery bags, right? Mm-hmm. And they're carrying them like you would carry grocery bags, like 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 in their arms, but the bags with their feet or anything. have Those the little, ropey, the little ropey handles, which I thousand percent. No grocery bag in 1950s had the little rope, not even rope, like the little like yeah pa- paper, the paper, yeah. paper yeah, like I have a bag over there with them. Yeah, that wasn't a thing. Was it not? I don't see. I don't, I, know, see, I don't I, know the history of paper. I don't bags. know either. I just I, I, it does seem unlikely. It seems unlikely, but it's, not impossible. It seems like a more modern sort of innovation on the on the grocery bag. Velcro. Well, this is a really weird quibble, but uh, this is I like this it. is my hill. Yeah, Jake got totally table. thrown out of the episode by that detail. Mm. I, I stopped to look up if stop signs have always looked like that, and at least since the 50s, yes, they have. Oh, nice. That's, that's, cool. that's interesting. Yeah, I know there's a couple of other little anachronisms and stuff that you can find in Memory Alpha, but really the the thing that takes the cake in this episode that was fully unnecessary and drives me a little bit nuts is the Velcro thing. Because mm. first off, they obviously looked up something about Velcro for this episode because it was invented by, I wrote it down, George Mastral, George de Mastral, a Swiss electrical engineer, whom they named the character Mastral after to make a connection. No, that was just a coincidence. But somehow they missed the fact that it was invented in 1955 in Switzerland, not in 1957 in Pennsylvania. Well, the thing is, we Table all flip. know that. That's in, in our timeline, though. Oh, is that how it works? Uh, Star, I mean, Star Trek, we know, takes place in an alternate timeline because an ever-shifting timeline the eugenics yeah. wars hasn't happened the eugenics yet <laughs> wars hasn't happened but the other thing that drives me nuts about this is you know T- tamir says oh i feel bad for this boy he needs his extra 500 dollars that if i weren't working in his mother's bar she could have just you know given to him instead of me damn it oh there's no way she earned 500 dollars in her time there well the guys probably did in their in their various jobs Maybe. Mining and I mean, they were betting a, a quarter a ball on the pool. That's that's gonna add up fast. Yeah, yeah. But how long would it take for her to actually sell the rights to Velcro? My assumption when is when she had three days before the Vulcans came back. I, I feel like this is more like it's kind of like um, giving that guy transparent aluminum. It's like yeah, here, she just, here you go. You look at this. Now figure out how to make it. I yeah, need, give to, me I need money. tuition. Give me this. Yeah, give me money. You can pretend you were, came up with it. And he went fucking fine here. Yeah, I, I exactly what the boy needs for college. I assumed it was something like that, though. Well, I assume they took a little extra for themselves, so they could eat well for a minute. Well, they're, they're leaving in two days. They don't need to. That's not logical. Mm. <laughs> I yeah. also looked up. Here's any fact I didn't because I didn't know this before. Since it's a, a, a Swiss design, the name Velcro. Is a portmanteau of two French words, velours for the soft, squishy part, mm. and crochet, which is the hooky part. Oh, Vel- that's clever. Crochet. That's very oh, clever. Nice. I cannot take the word velour seriously. Thanks to Zap Brannigan. Velour. Yeah. The. Um, yeah. I mean, I could totally see. Yeah, because it is. Yeah, five hundred dollars for for that invention seems pretty low. She could have just sold something off of her ship. No, because then they could have like learned too much. This was yeah. seemed this seems safe because there's no internal workings for them to pull yeah, apart. Yeah, like, this steal, is just like, like they Vulcan, can make uh, this with their current technology. It's not like something crazy that's going to change the world. It's something useful that that 
you know. And probably like when she went there, she's like, that I would, I would world. like to, I would like to sell you this to you for five hundred dollars. She she sold it for the exact amount because it wouldn't be logical to request any more. I don't know. She's not. She's no profit for motive. So I feel like a Vulcan would literally just ask for exactly the amount that but they need. But these Vulcans aren't very good Vulcans. I don't know if I agree that that's what they would do. She she seems to be the most Vulcan-y one. Yeah, no, but, she, but she's doing. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say Vulcan. she's she's not the most Vulcan. She does this thing. Mm. You know, like if if she were very Vulcan, she would never have done this. The boy liked stars, so she was like, oh, I think she wanted to bone him, and I was like, ma'am, he is way too young. Well, again, you know, everybody else was getting some. She needed somebody. Mm. And like, yeah, but not a minor. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Maybe one of the minors instead of the minor. Yeah, yeah a minor, but not a minor. That's a that's like a what we do in the shadows joke. Mm, true, there, there was one actually. I was, I was caught smuggling minors. You fucking pervert. I know that's not what they say it about, but no. you know. But yeah, seriously, I think she's the only one that didn't have a partner. Because again, I do not believe Mo. He was definitely fucking Mrs. Garrett or whatever mm. her name was. I think it Gross. was Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. The, the the force generated by an unregulated Vulcan ejaculation would literally destroy a human body. <laughs> like it would disintegrate Jake. into No Jake. <sighs> Bad. Bad Jake. I I loved uh Mistral and Maggie's love, and you cannot <laughs> tell me otherwise. Mostly like I forgot that this episode is mostly good because when I first saw this episode, the tits were the yeah. only thing oh, I no, saw. Yeah. This is a great, the this only is a thing you episode. see in this episode is tits, and then the rest I I entirely forgot. But and maybe maybe I'm also colored uh, in this watching by knowing that Mistral is J. Paul Bomer, who we saw before a bunch of times. He's our handsome Nazi friend. Oh, that's right. This is one of his few like non-Nazi appearances, he has a isn't it? Yeah, he has a bunch of other appearances. So he was the the, the, the handsome Nazi in Killing Game. He yep. was the handsome. Borg hybrid son of seven yeah, thing yeah. in wine drone. That handsome Nazi. Uh, he was a Cardassian at some point, and so we're going to see him as a bunch more Nazis. Yeah. And I'm always surprised because every time I'm like, J. Paul Bomber, I know that name, and I look him up on Wikipedia, and it's like, literally all he's ever done is Star Trek. Mm. But he's so good. Mm. <laughs> he's always a good time. And yeah, he's so I, handsome. Yeah, the, the tits is weird, and like. So dumb. And like, it's. Why? It, I was, don't know. it wasn't and like. The dress backward joke is bad. Yeah, it's dumb. Well, and also, I will say this, I thought that they did the, the dress backwards joke just so that they could show her tits again, mm. and it really kind of looked for a second like they were going to do the bit yeah. a second time, and I was like, God damn it! There's and then they switched, scene. and I was like, thank you. No, that, yeah. went, that went straight into Berman's uh, closet. Special, special Jess, Jess for Ricky. Uh, it's just demeaning. It's so yeah. weird. It's un, like, you... But like I think Jake said while we were watching, like where the fuck is this yeah, light they, source they, they, coming like, from? That's, that's why I joked yeah. about like the light, the light design for this because they had to spotlight her. Because as mm-hmm. we know, you you have to place lights very specifically to cause shadows to be sharp. True. Jordy figured this out. Is what, is what <laughs> I'm mentioning. Good point. Oh, the shadow thing. Yes, yeah. you're right. So, In uh, identity crisis. Yes. So, like, they had to go through a lot of work yep. to, to, to light, make sure you to got light just the edge scene. of that nipple. Yeah, to make sure that the shadow was in focus. They had, like, there had to be, like, a like an 800-watt fucking Leco somewhere back there just lighting you know knifed exactly to the shape of the of the sheet she uh you know she wound up like uh, richard dreyfus in 
Close Encounters was just one half of a sunburn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, like that that sticks out as a real stupid thing in the episode. Other otherwise, I think this is a phenomenal episode. Yeah, it's very good. I really yeah, like this one. Yeah, other than the Velcro thing, the sheet thing, and the one other piece of guff I will give it is the kind of frame story thing. Because the way they get into it really fucking pissed me off. Because it's yet again Archer being nosy. That's the theme this week is Archer is fucking nosy. Nosy, nosy Archer. Not just nosy. He's bringing this up. He's bringing this up in front of Trip. I have a question about a personal matter having to do with your fucking review, which should be private, but I'm going to bring it up here at dinner in front of my boyfriend. Yeah, and then when you're not bothered. When she says... Oh, it was a personal, you know, trip I took to Carbon That should Creek. be the end. Trip? Aww. What the fuck trip? Where did this come from? I he tell you all the time about all the titties I've seen. He yells at her that, oh, I tell you stuff about personal all the time, even though you tell me not to. Yeah. Trip, even when you, shut up! <laughs> even when you yell, stop, I don't want to know. I just keep telling you so many personal things. I That's call the left one capping. <laughs> That's also what I call the right one. <laughs> oh no, two cabins. <laughs> what do you call the Now let me show you. Yeah, let me show you the hammer. <laughs> no, no, he calls the he calls the big one um pecan pie. Oh god. The big one what? Bitey. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, is that you trauma or the Simpsons? The Simpsons. Okay. Because it's the possum. Right, right. Oh my god, is that a possum? So someone on my Facebook uh, feed has a um a camera out in their like portable they are not portable they have like a cat shelter that they built for outdoors Aww. and there is a possum that has taken up uh <laughs> residence, residence smart. there smart. and so he keeps referring it to it as the bitey cam and i'm like bitey i mean i knew he meant the possum but i didn't realize it was a reference oh, there yeah, we go yeah. so I thank the you big one bitey it's really cute i should send you guys a link Aww, you'll like it i've seen possums out, out here a few times in the yard Cute, I only ever see possums doing their best to run right in fucking front of me when I'm trying to drive that down the street. They do that does happen yeah. a lot. And like, I've never think I've never hit one because I would feel just terrible. But like, man, it's like they really do wait until you like start to drive out. And they're like, oh, this is a good time for me to waddle my fucking ass really slowly out in front fast. of your car. And I'm like, oh, back to this episode. But like, the first thing I wrote down when I when I saw like, you know, this is an episode. That doesn't feature most of the crew. In fact, it's mm. almost only Jolene Blaylock. Yeah. And it says, uh, this is an episode in which only three of the main cast members appear. And I pause and thought to myself, guess which three? Mm. Yeah. Not Mayweather. The three that we yeah. only ever They should have just said, this, in this episode, the three main cast members appear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's 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 Mayweather, Cutler, and uh, Hoshi. Oh, uh, oh. Novakovich. <laughs> I guess Hoshi already got her... Her uh, storyline, her mm. her one season story, one one uh, storyline of the season was when she got laid. That's it. So there is that one was last thing. Season, though, so. Oh right, it's a new season. New season. So she she could have been there. She could have been there, but she wasn't. She could have been a contender. So obviously, you know, like I said, Jake, there's the purse at the end, yes. which implies that at the very least, some of this happened. She but, just she went and visited a, a Goodwill store in Carbon Creek. <laughs> But, you know, it leaves open the idea that, yeah, something happened. She may have, what's the word? Not elaborated. Fudged. Fudged uh, some of it. No, made not up, fudged. Uh, exaggerated. exaggerated. Exaggerated some of it. Because that's, that, that is the one thing I is like, because of what little we see of him and what his characterization is, I don't know how they would have convinced Mo to go along with the Mistral also died lie. It's logical. 
He's, he, he will not be convinced to come with them. So it is logical to tell the rest of the Vulcans that he he is dead. He just seems like the type, though. He would have just neck-pinched Mistral and dragged him. Mm. See, that becomes the other question, is if they lied to these Vulcans, like, oh, yeah, Mistral died and we, you know, ate his corpse. If T'Pol is then saying later, this account is also in Vulcan records, did it come to light eventually when they maybe. were assumed he died? Well, maybe, maybe after... Uh... Maybe it was kept under wraps until after first contact, and then mm. to to you know the yeah, to next one to next one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but no, but because presu- presumably they are still alive by the time of first contact. They're Vulcans. Oh boy, there are. At the end of this episode, I basically wrote in my notes like I demand a Star Trek Mistral because that could be kind of fun mm. if they like make it kind of a we come from France kind of thing and he has to like explain away all his bullshit and then he gets to plow Maggie and all this thing. <laughs> but apparently, there's just a whole bunch of like novels and stories that feature him. One, he did get to meet Zephram Cochran and he helped him with the fucking warp engine thing because of, of course, course he, he did. did because he was also I guess there were like some invaders from the future that got involved in of something course. It usually is. that he had to fight off. I kind of want to read these novels. They sound fun. I like Mistral a lot. <laughs> I, I should have put him on my favorite Vulcans list, but I didn't know yet. Mm. May go back and do it. We'll see. But another one is that because of this whole time traveling thing that's happening, he also gets to meet Kirk later. <laughs> uh, oh and, gosh. and Roberta Lincoln because she's a member of some ops team. Right, she that's what Terry Gar. Sevens yeah. Yeah. Oh From, god. Uh, Simon Earth. Yeah. Cause fucking fucking novel writers can't help themselves nope. with the Roberta Lincoln character. Nope. She's in a lot. <laughs> Sad, true story, in fact, is uh, he just goes off his tits on LSD in the 60s and just never mm. comes down. Oh, no. This man took so much acid, his blood turned green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, like, what happens when he drops dead? Oh, yeah, like, that's... They even said that at the beginning. Like, what happens when they find alien corpses? Yeah, yeah, because he's not... Unless he had a plan to, like, self-destruct... Maybe he did, we don't know. He implanted himself with a little bomb that when it detected his heart stopped, it would just blow up. (laughs) He snuck into the Phoenix with Zephram, and then Mm. the Vulcans who were nearby picked him up. (laughs) There you go. I mean, honestly, that that would have been the best outcome for, like, non-cultural contamination if he was a ground zero of one of the many World War III nukes. Oh, Mm. no. It's true. But yeah, I mean, if he's not alive, then certainly, I already forgot her Tamir? name. Tamir? Oh, Tamir. Or the other one may have still also been alive and could have talked about it. Like, it probably wasn't going to be okay to talk about it before first contact. Yeah. But, but afterward, it's like, hey, funny story about Earth. <laughs> now that you mention it, or, I was there uh, once. Or Tamir, when World War Three happened, went back to look for him. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Also, it's possible that, that the story is in the the story that is in the Vulcan archives records two deaths. Yeah, also possible. And that T'Pol only knows the truth because because it's a family. Oh, that could be family story. That would make some sense. Oh, what was the Fraser connection? The head writer of Fraser, Dan O'Shannon, was the one that pitched this idea to Braga. Oh wow! Oh, well done, Dan. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I thought it was a it was a nice little idea. I mean, it's it it can go fucking anywhere because it's not really an enterprise story. It's just a story story. 
I know there's a lot of comparisons to it in 1159, saying this is well well more successful than oh, 1159. Oh, God, so much better, because there's no one like Henry Janeway who you just <laughs> want to chuck into a wood chipper. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's true. When you do like a, one of these like old, like old family history where you have the actor playing their ancestor, it's just, it's it's a minefield. You know what else is a minefield? <laughs> nice. <laughs> That was great. Good that was segue. Well done. Yeah, I can't, no, I can't yeah. even. Nope. Minefield is a minefield. Uh, yeah, so uh, in our next episode, Minefield, we are tooling about. I'm trying to remember. Oh, oh, yeah, I remember. Oh, God. Oh, this, the most yeah. awkward. The nosy, nosy, nosy Archer. Have, yeah, the most awkward uh, breakfast meeting. Uh, oh, my Archer God. invites Reed. The eggs look good. Reed, who, like,. Were they omelets? Reads on oh, the spectrum, isn't I was he? just kidding. Like, like that's what they, like, I feel like that's what they're implying a, a, a lot of the way he acts. I think he just had a really bad upbringing and doesn't know how to behave around mm, people. Maybe. It's that British gumption. He, this is how he thinks you have to act in the military. I mean, I think it would be. I think it would be nice if they like had made Reed on the spectrum and like just made that part of his character. True. Um, I don't know if he's that's on, a minefield. <laughs> I don't know if he's on that's the spectrum. True. But he is so ready to fucking die. Like somebody, oh, yeah. somebody like needs Gentia to do. Was. Somebody just, needs to do a wellness check on that boy. He He's just, not okay. Yeah, if he 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 would Janeway if he were a captain. He I would like to take after my great uncle in all the wrong ways. Yeah. But anyway, if you were any kind of captain, you would have killed your. He's blown up the ship by now. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. so, so so like Archer invites Reed to. Uh, dinner you know breakfast with the captain and for some reason doesn't bring doesn't let trip come as like a chaperone which probably would have been a better idea it would have helped but uh but like reed's just totally awkward doesn't want to converse doesn't want to like socialize with the captain and of course i love that he's doing work at the table yeah he, keep, yeah, he keeps trying to turn the conversation to work and archer's like fuck you i want to talk about what sports you like he's like oh i don't like sports i yeah. like death Archer is the extrovert that makes introverts uncomfortable. Yeah, big time, big time. So anyway, they oh God, don't even get—they don't even get to dig into their eggs Benedict before somebody from the bridge calls and says, "Very important planet. We saw a planet, Captain. Is it Minshara class? Oh, it went totally Minshara class. And and Archer's like, <laughs> shut down everything. <laughs> get to the bridge. Flip this egg. So they go to the bridge and they're pulling up to this planet. They're like getting ready to check it out. Hoshi's got a boner. Fucking Trip's got a boner. T'Pol's just like, meh. Uh, <laughs> Trip doesn't have a boner. His dick's just that big, as we know. Um, but, like, yeah, wow. all, all the Starfleet people are getting big hard-ons to go check out this planet. It's just a normal-looking planet. <laughs> and then, kaboom! Half the ship blows up. Like, so, like, and, like, they show it. And, like, there's several decks that are totally obliterated on... How many people died? Did, did Zero did. fucking people died Son in this... Son of a bitch. Literally, my first thought was, I got 17 casualties, <laughs> but a fatality ain't one. <laughs> yeah, It so, doesn't parse so, well, but... So I remember thinking, like, have we finally... Is it is our first crew death? That is it, Daniel? <laughs> Chris is like, is someone nope. finally dead? Fucking Damn Archer <laughs> continues his perfect... Re I feel like people are dying constantly, and just everyone's too afraid to tell Archer. Yeah, it's like when you have <laughs> goldfish that dies, you just replace it without <laughs> noticing. Like, I, I thought... The kid'll never know. I thought we had, you know, 49 crew when we left Space Dock. Nope, we always had 36. The whole time, Captain. It's like that, that was, episode That was a clerical of, error. It's that episode of TNG. 
No, there's always only been one person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. The universe is fucked up, or Archer is a moron. Um, Poor Canola's dose. Hey. Hey. Anyway, uh, so yeah, half the ship blows up, and they're like, what the fuck, Reed? What the fuck you do? <laughs> Seriously, poor Reed. And he's Why like, do they always He's like, Captain, I definitely closed the thing. <laughs> Your Reed voice is getting pretty good. <laughs> and uh, And then they're like, trying to figure out what went wrong. And uh, it wasn't something that went wrong. They, they, something attaches itself to the other side of the ship and they, they look at it and it's some kind of bomb or something. So then they're like, huh, we still have that anti-cloaking technology. Let's see if we can take a little gander around. So they take a little gander around. Yeah, it's like that red film you put over something to find the secret message. Yeah. And it all highlights and they, and they find it. And they are in the middle of a very dense fucking minefield. Mayweather! And they're like, shit. And then, to make matters worse, worse this one of these mines has attached itself to the hull and reads like, I'll go out and I'll... I'm the one who should who should disarm it because I have the ordinance training. So he does, and uh, he goes outside. He's like, ah, yes, of course, just do diddly that and diddly do. I understand this alien technology implicitly. Somehow, uh, some fucking how. Um, no, no, he scanned it. It's fine. And then as he's doing this, a fucking thing pops out of it and pins him to the yeah. hull through his leg in a very horrible Somehow way. Somehow doesn't decompress his. His suit. I was wondering how he had air. I think the suits have like auto sealing. Yeah, no, they, they had like this little bulge of goo pop out. Is that out. from the suit or from the spike? I assume no, that's the from suit. One, that's oh. one. Like if I were making a spacesuit, that's like that's a great like you would I would fill you know this that great stuff, that spray insulation foam yep. that yeah. comes in the can? I would I would make a spacesuit that had a layer of because it's like a two-part thing, right? Yeah. So like yeah. a layer of part A and a layer of part B separated by like a thin membrane. Yeah. So then, if the suit ever gets punctured, the two parts would mix together and instantly foam up to seal the leak. Yeah. Hmm. I think that's a great NASA. If you're listening, and all and also uh, reads wound somehow. Uh, if you're listening, NASA, you got the idea from here. If you're listening, Elon Musk. Fuck you. You suck. We hate you. So much. Jake just double-birded the microphone. Yeah. Because it was standing in for Elon Musk. And he did it for all of us, because fuck you, Elon. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, um, so uh, Archer goes out there to try and help Reed, and and, like, he's like, yeah, it's fine. They're just, Archer's like, listen, you can't fucking move. You're going to have to talk me through disarming the bomb. And Reed's like, oh, god damn it, I have to talk more to you, Captain. Fuck. (laughs) Well, it's even worse than he thinks. I have to pull out my air, air hose right now. Yeah, I'm gonna just kill myself now, damn it. I'm gonna shit myself to death, Captain. Um, yeah, I didn't need that. That never came up again. Yeah. Well, Captain, I have to make a number two. But also, like... That's what sealed his suit. I'm stinky did a boom boom. You know what? We're not talking that. This is better star to steer her by. Romulans. Romulans. Back for the first time. 
Yeah, so... Tur- we did hear about them in uh, Shockwave. That's true. true. So uh, it turns out that this this is a Romulan minefield, and they're very pissed off that the Enterprise has, has wandered into it. So the Romulans are very perturbed, very upset that the Enterprise has wandered into their beautiful minefield, and they're like, get the fuck out, or we're going to blow you up. And so they're, they're like, okay, well, uh, we got a crew man on the hull so uh we need to fix that and they're like no get the fuck out leave we're not wanted they're like okay. finny that fucker okay well what are we? they're like well we we you've got a plan you just detach the hull just to detach that hull plate and get the fuck out and they're like well but the but there, there, uh, there's a man out oh fuck um oh boy oh boy oh geez so uh back on the hull uh I'm not going to walk through the whole fucking thing step by step, but they... they 70 degrees. They can't de- they can't de- disarm the bomb. So, in the end, what they decide to do is to detach that piece of hull, and then Archer's going to cut through the bit that's through stuck through Reed's leg. Immediately turning the bomb on or some shit. Yeah, right, because there's a detonator circuit in Detonating, the... Detonating, that's what I'm in the, for. In the, uh, in the foot. But then they're going to put some pieces of metal in front of them and jump away. Seems like enough. Which will (laughs) apparently save them from the blast that obliterated like a large amount of Enterprise earlier in the episode. Meanwhile, someone on board is like, guys, we got that that transporter thing over there. (laughs) Just just sitting there. We've we've used it before. It It works. No. No, we don't like that. We're not going to do that. Reed has specifically mentioned not being a fan, so. I'd rather die so many times this episode. Also, I think Reed, Reed was like the one that operated it before, so maybe. Well, actually, I think they beamed him in as a Suleiman that time. But I, Ames, oh, to your did. point, I'd rather die. Full stop. Malcolm <laughs> Reed. He really needs some attention. Like mm. that poor boy. Like yeah, every time the chips are down, he's like, ah, well, good, finally. Yikes! <laughs> time for some heroics. Well, I mean, the fact that there's clearly some residual shame here about mm. not being a navy man and and that he's afraid of water he's afraid of or water specifically of drowning in water i'm sure a glass of water he won't be like ah! i was just gonna say no one's just afraid of water when people say they're afraid of water i assume they all mean that they're afraid of drowning like why else would he... oh it's so hydrating and tell that to I a mean, rabies victim I, there, there are i think some folks who do have a fear of the ocean like they don't want to go on or near it it's uh thassalophobia i think but you don't think it's because they're afraid of drowning? I mean, I think for some folks, yes. But for others, I think just the idea of the ocean is yeah. enough. I feel like a lot of times there are fears that are not justified. Like, like, just, the, just... like the vastness of the ocean is also fairly terrifying. Mm, yeah. But that's why, you know, I think you know, fear of drowning, you can still go to space, even though, you know, no air. But it's like, it's oh, yes, but it's, drowning. it's specifically drowning. Mm. Not just inherently not having air about well, it's definitely not the air problem, because that's... He's in space. Yeah, and it seems fine with it. Yeah, so a nice little read piece, this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I don't. Pretty, I, realize I, don't I realize I don't know why I gave you the, the vocab card. There's no vocab on this list. Because no. yeah. we don't learn any new, Wrong new people you or things. <laughs> there was one thing that annoyed me. Go Just on. one? Archer. No. <laughs> uh, the Universal Translator shouldn't have had that much trouble with Romulan. Yeah, right, because they already had Vulcan to work from, no? And, like, even though, yes... It's a different language. Yeah, but there's got to be some that is similar at the base. Yeah, like, I feel like, yeah, maybe it would have... It would still need time, 
but I don't think it would have as much trouble as with a completely alien language. You know, and I looked it up because I was kind of wondering. They've never established, according to Memory Alpha, an exact date when the Romulans fucked off of Vulcan, but it was at least sometime on or after 4 AD, by our reckoning. Because that's when... That is way more recent than I thought it would be. Yeah, because that's when Surox, whatever, was introduced. Then they should really... No Vulcan, yeah. The right, like language this would be, should be the same. This would be, well, I said it's basically no. like you could, if you went from, say, Latin to modern Italian. An Italian speaker and a Latin speaker probably couldn't speak to one another, but a linguist could see like, ah, here's these bases match up, these things are similar. So I think the Universal Translator would have gotten it sooner than later. Mm. But they were acting like, you know, it had encountered a completely new language. Well, for all we know, maybe, maybe it is. Maybe... I'm going to keep assuming the Romulans broke off millennia ago. Like, many millennia ago. Mm. Yeah, so I do kind of wonder if if it is known at all uh, uh, on Vulcan, that history. Because, like, to Paul's like, oh, Romulans, yeah, I know about them. They're like a enigmatic I've race. heard the word before. I can't remember. In Balance of Terror... I think, doesn't Spock basically say, like, there were stories people had run off, we thought, maybe, maybe? I don't think it even comes, I just think it's, I think he's just like, yeah, it looks like they might have been descent, you know, an offshoot of, of my people or something. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't think they get too deep into it, other than the racism. Yes. Yeah, I think there might be something of what Chris is saying, though, with the, oh, that explains why, why we, uh... We have this legend of people who, who split off. Yeah, like, it seems yeah, like the Vulcans... That's, what, ha- that's right. what happened that to them. The Vulcans maybe had a suspicion, but they weren't positive until but they were that not, happened. But they didn't they realize went, it was the Romulans by any stretch. Right, yeah. Like, they knew there was somebody out there. And then I was like, oh, they, there they are! But here's the <laughs> Holy thing. Holy shit. <laughs> the, the Vulcans are quite full of shit a lot <laughs> of the time. I'm going to posit... They invented Velcro. That the Vulcans were the splitties. You've made this this uh, argument before. Have you seen Vulcan? It's an arid, terrible place for We've life seen to evolve. Small sections of Vulcan. But also, they had a massive war. It was probably nicer once. I'm gonna say, but if you look at Romulus, looks kind of Earth-like. It's a it's verdant. There's water. It's verdant. Got, that's a good word. It's got moons. It's got moons people we can. Enslaved. Slave moons, the whole nine. Romulus seems like a much better place for life to have evolved than, say, fucking the desert world of Vulcan. So. Well, I haven't, we haven't seen all of Vulcan. I know there are supposed to be, like, nice areas. Like, I think the, in one of the Strange New Worlds episode where we see Spock and T'Pring getting it on, they're in a pretty nice area. Mm. Getting it on. Is Chris frantically looking it up? I'm skimming the memory alpha entry for Balance of Terror. Good luck. Thank you. Yeah, I thought I thought it was pretty. You know, we don't get a ton of read character work. Like we got a little he bit. Yeah, he doesn't need a ton. He's a very yeah. subtle character, which is fine. We get we get a, we get about but here's the thing: we get about 500 times more read character development than we do. What's his name at uh, navigation? Well, I feel like every time we get read character development, it's just more depressing. Yeah, it's it's just it just confirms the latest. Yes, you 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 thought he was kind of like shy and didn't get along with people. Here's 
Here's more backing that up. Yeah, here's why. His father was a dick. Yeah. Like, that's just clearly his father was a fucking asshole of the highest order. And that really destroyed his self-esteem. He doesn't yeah. even know he likes pineapples. Damn it, Dad. Also, Ames, to your point, what they specifically said in Balance of Terror, I found it. Okay. Is that Vulcans had, in fact, begun colonizing space a long-ass time even before that. So Romulans may not have even been a split because of the Sorok thing. Might have just been... It's just early colonists. Like a, like a lost Vulcan colony. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I'm sure there's, like, novels and shit on this. And I think they've been retconning and all this other nonsense. Yeah. But anyway, to your point, or rather back to the main point, poor Reed. Someone needs to give that man a hug. I nominate Hoshi. Or Mayweather. Give them something to do. (laughs) That's not going to happen. He did have a line in this episode. A whole line, yeah. Yep. Yeah, Mayweather piloted us out of a mine. Yeah, field. He had, he good the, job. He had the manual steering column and everything. Yeah, yeah. In a in a little homage to Galaxy Quest, mm. having to pilot out of a minefield. See, they should have pulled it along and thrown it at the Romulans, hey. like in Galaxy Quest. Those poor people. They'd just cloak and laugh. Mm. Which is another funny thing, because you know, we're gonna we're gonna introduce the Romulans, but we happen to know that we can't physically see them until Balance of Terror, so we have to make sure we painstakingly don't break canon. And yet we've got this cloaking stuff, which they always said, like, which fucking Vo- uh, Spock says in Balance of Terror. Oh, we always theorized that sp- cloaking was possible, but never had proof. It's like, God damn it! Seen Son already, of a though. bitch! We saw the well, the Sulabon's cloak. Yeah. You're right. Temporal Cold War. Ah. I mean, the thing is, and like, we're also it's... pretty sure time travel is impossible. It's not. It's definitely yeah. not. Really, no proof. The biggest mistake they ever made was committing to keeping TOS canon. Like they should have just said, Star Trek TNG is a new canon, and like it can reference stuff from TOS, but. Nothing really is real. Well, I think people have even sort of said that. I don't think he ever said it explicitly, but it kind of seems like that's sort of how Roddenberry was treating it in the early days of TNG. Well, like it existed. Was an important thing. Right? It happened, but they weren't gonna be like. If they wanted to say "fuck it," this specific incident didn't happen. It didn't. Like the crew existed, the major adventures existed, the movies happened. But then, but then they get to cherry pick which things are canon and which aren't, and there it gets very confusing. Well, also, it's all fucking made up bullshit Whoa. anyway. Whoa. So who gives a shit? Nerds! canon! Like, I feel like major events you kind of <laughs> need to try to stick with, but little things, like... Yeah, but what's a bigger thing than First Contact? We've just thrown that out the window. So apparently, well, even that, the right big things cannot be true. Well, no, see, that works, though, because it's like, this is just something we kept to ourselves. That's not that's, saying an event didn't just a, occur. That's just a cheap way of getting around well, canon. It's a, it's a, we just didn't know. I mean, there's a difference between a retcon and just straight up ignoring canon. I think, to an extent. Oh, also, we never saw the Ferengi before, except this time, but uh, they never told us they were Ferengi. Yeah, yeah. it's just... just, just Stop doing it. Just don't fucking stop. Just I stop. Think, I'm of the opinion, kind of like Jake, I think what you're saying. The the TOS, I think it's, it's canon, quote unquote, needs to be treated with the most flexibility. Because even within TOS, there's stuff that I think probably yeah, There's tons of contradicting Because they didn't give a fuck. Well, but also, like, consider that most of the Vulcans we've met in this fucking show have been, like, the least Vulcan Vulcans that ever Vulcaned. 
Mm, yeah. Well, also, yeah. Or Spock was just There might just be some explanation talking. coming for that, though. Yeah. Oh, good. An explanation. Like the Klingons' foreheads. Less dumb. Yeah, it's weird. Like, it's funny, because you think about... It isn't really a new thing, being obsessed with this sort of stuff, because even at least as far back as uh, Doyle... Doyle oh, rules. Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Okay. Doyle really didn't keep very close track of his own writing. Because he didn't even like writing it that much anymore, No, it, right? made, it paid the bills. So he contradicted himself constantly. The location of Watson's wound from the war constantly shifted. <laughs> what hump. But even as early as, like, you nice. know, the <laughs> late 19th century, there were obsessed fans trying to, like, reconcile all these contradictory things. So... There's this weird... Turns out Watson's just a fucking liar. Yeah. There's this weird need among people... Stolen valor. For for there to be, like, consistency in their fictions. So it's not even like... Like, yeah, it's easier to get all crazy and nitpicky now because internet. So you can more easily chronicle things and look things up. Also, people binge things now. Yeah. And it's you you notice all this stuff. You're like, wait a minute, like... Yeah, and we have VCRs and streaming yeah. and shit. You're not just seeing it live. You have time to rewatch and yeah. enhance, enhance, and Like, I didn't realize this episode, despite being the third episode of a, a new season, is the first time they debut a slightly lighter blue jumpsuit on everybody. Didn't even notice. Which, you know, you barely notice. Like, you have to go back and, like, look close. And you're like, oh, okay, sure, why not? Mm. Why? <laughs> why not, apparently? Apparently. Uh, maybe something to do with, like, lighting Washing is them. easier or that or maybe that's true the, it's often very dark maybe the new material is more durable maybe it had something to do with like maybe it's less sweaty maybe the colors on their little section stripes stand out better maybe these colors don't run hmm yeah. sorry also i actually i was thinking this we were talking about to paul tamir's hair last episode but um i think i couldn't remember oh she clearly had like some amber highlights in this episode are those new? I didn't notice. I like. I couldn't remember. I feel like she didn't have them in the first season, but I'm not 100% positive. But there were very obvious amber highlights in her, her hair in this, this scene. Well, I'd like to know who's doing the hair on board. The chef. I want to know who's taking care of the chickens for all these poached eggs they're making. Mm. Probably flocks. Yeah. yeah. He seems to like beasts. Plus, he's like, I'm going mean, to be stealing your nuggets off somebody's <laughs> tray someday. They've been in space for over a year, and they're still having eggs. eggs. Well, I mean, we do know there's human cargo ships out there in colonies, maybe. Yeah, but I think, but they've also said that this, that like... Oh, yeah, they're further like out. Like, Risa was the farthest that any human had ever been. So they're rising chickens. Well, yeah, chickens maybe they, lay a lot of eggs. They, they're not Earth eggs anymore. They found equivalents. Oh, wait. Oh, Riker's Tamarian eggs. Riker had Tamarian eggs, and we know that Tamarians visit Risa. There we go. Tamarians? Isn't that... I thought that was the... I don't know who you're referring to, but I could be... My brain is going the children of Tama, which is not probably what you're thinking. No, that's... That's the Dathan people. No, maybe that is Tamarian. What what am I thinking of then? I don't know. Eggs. The, the the eggs Riker makes. No, no, but what are the who are the people that give Riker the game? Oh, Katarian. Katarian. That's there. We go. Ah. Ta- you did know. You did know. So it's not. Yeah, it was Katarian eggs because I made that joke that that Naomi Wildman was hatched from an egg. <laughs> Which I mean, honestly, for poor Samantha. Samantha's sake, I hope so. So we know that Katarian because oh, of her horns visit Risa. 
and we know that Katarians have eggs that they eat, or at least that they sell to humans that humans eat. So perhaps we did pick up some Katarian eggs okay. on Risa. Yes, if we picked up some other eggs than eggs that we would have left the sh- left Earth with a year ago, then we Mystery have eggs. Mystery is solved. Unless they're freeze-dried or some shit. They are astronauts. And yes, Tamer- you're right. Tamerians are the, 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 the children the, of Tom. The Dathan yeah. people. Yeah. I, I don't think you can poach powdered eggs. Chef's just that good. They, I mean, they, those looked like, those looked eggy. Those weren't. He that, shaped that, them very carefully. Those weren't hotel powder eggs, <laughs> which I do love, by the way. He, he sat there and he just sculpted them, you know. He's, he's, he's like one of those people that can make a cake that looks like a shoe. Until you mm. cut into it. Mm, shoe. Instead, he makes eggs that taste like shoes. So, I meant to ask, wasn't there a scene last season, wasn't there a time where Reed was at a meal with the captain? Like, this wasn't the first time, I swear. Although I, I think he was at a meal with Hoshi and thought Hoshi was hitting on him. Yeah, but that was in the mess hall. Like, But, but just him and captain? Well, that's the thing. I don't remember, like, I think maybe Trip had been there. Like, this is definitely the first time they've shown him alone with Archer. Mm-hmm. But I swear, like, they're acting like it's the first time he's been there full stop. And I swear there was Must a scene... see me eat. <laughs> ...last season where he was there with maybe Trip and maybe T'Pol. I don't remember. Yeah, no, I don't remember. Yeah. They did have pineapple cake. Yeah. That's really... I think it should have been pineapple juice, too. Yeah. Like, it was clearly orange juice, because pineapple juice is, is more yellow and... A little more, um... Once, the, once they figured out Reed liked pineapple, they ate all the pineapple on the ship. So, because, it's something we can bond with Reed over. Oh, we've eaten it all. Bye, Reed. And now I want pineapple juice. You guys mm. are evil. <clears throat> a Dole Whip? Oh, I've never had a Dole Whip. Have you ever had Dole Whip? It's delicious. I'm sure. I mean, it's everything that's good in the world. Dole and Whip. Whip. I like how fucking Archer is like, Romulans, I've read about those. You read the cover of one book, dude. And then Daniels told you don't. Just gonna say it was. <laughs> That's all you fucking read about Romulus. I mean, dick ass. I thought that, but on the other hand, I also could see that whoever wrote this forgot that all he did was read the spine. Also, we didn't see all of his time there. There, the minute Daniels went to a different row, he was like, "Fuck you." Romulus, pointy ears. Oh my god. He probably just took the whole book. He probably yeah. pulled a fucking that. Um, that and like a future. Garfield collection yeah. for some reason. Mm. For some reason. For sitting on the shitter. Fair. <laughs> what else would you do with a Garfield book? Oh, Odie. Ha <laughs> ha! By Daniels' time, the Romulans would no longer exist. I mean, the ones that escaped from They would be the Nibar. Oh, that's fair. But they don't know. But also, that who knows what his timeline looked like. Though it is bold of you to assume that anyone writing for this show is paying any attention to their own fucking lore. Well, this, this, was, this show lore. was like 20 years before they introduced that concept. Actually, the concept is from fanzines in like the 80s or 90s. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, no, that name is apparently a deep cut. <laughs> Nivar is? Wow. Yeah. I found, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, I think Archer's plan to hide behind a door in space... Might be the stupidest plan in Star Trek yet. Stupid like a fox, because it worked. It should not have worked. Not at all. The blast should have blown... If they survived the blast without, like, getting impaled with bits of door, or losing their grip on the door, or anything that could have... Or the door 
forcefully smashing itself into their helmets, <laughs> shattering yes! the glass. Their arms should yep. not be strong enough to no. not get killed by this door themselves. I was thinking the same thing. They would fly so far off course that it, it may well be like, oh, found him, scoop, got him. That should not be that goddamn easy, and I was very irate about it. The, the, the lack of consideration of the transporter in this episode. Yeah, you're very they right. They didn't even, they could have very easily dropped a line like, Oh, that knocked the transporters offline. Yeah, there yes, we go. they should have. It fucked up the what is it always that breaks the electronics? The solar flares. The EPS, yeah, the EPS conduits. Oh, got okay. Jiggered. Have they had EPS conduits in this? I can't remember. They talk about EPS. So okay, so they have them still. Yeah, yeah. like like trips always pissed off that the EPS system is fucked. They didn't. They didn't go totally old school and just have a circuit breaker. Mm. Damn it, Cap! You blew all the circuit breakers. Gotta have someone flip each one manually. There's 357 of them. Damn fucking things. Dang old Captain. Starting into boom hour now. This is, <laughs> this is kind of fascinating. Dang <laughs> old War 5 Ender, man. Dang old on paper, at least. Captain. Amazing. Pretty good. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to surprise y'all and say I didn't mind Archer while he was defusing the bomb. Uh, I feel like even though he was being incredibly annoying to read, it was like, I get it. You know, it makes perfect sense. I get what you're doing. Except, I figured you might, because it's like it's it's him using his archerness in a lot like a because what you do you're like okay I need to keep this guy's mind off of the fact that there's a fucking spike in his leg and we're seconds away from death and we're strapped to a fucking mine yeah and Uh, also these assholes keep decloaking mooning us and then cloaking again (laughs) that would work too because you wouldn't see their faces you'd just see their butts (laughs) so it's okay canon safe. Speaking of, I so we so didn't need the captain is getting worse. I have to go to the bathroom. Well, go ahead, and then they it's not, then that's it. I mean, it's not like okay, done. I don't actual astronauts just kind of have to go in the suit. You're telling me they got rid of that functionality? I'm sure. No, they have yeah. bathrooms in. Yeah, I if mean, you, if, you're, if you're doing a very very long procedure out on like the side of the ISS or something. They yeah, catheter. Yeah. Well, yeah, but maybe he didn't have a really? cath- maybe he didn't have a catheter I'm or a diaper. Sure they do. He thought he was just going to be out there for five minutes switching some lug nuts either, around either or something. Either way, it's, yeah, like if you but but if you're not decked out to shit your pants, <laughs> and you have to shit your pants in front of your captain, that shit's fucking embarrassing. But what I mean is, I'm like the smell is going to travel through the vacuum of space. No, oh. I don't know. But he's it's going to fucking travel into his fucking nose. That though. hypo went straight through that suit, and it was fine. Oh yeah, that didn't make a lot of sense. You think there'd have to be like a port? Again, self-sealing stem bolts. Self-sealing mm. EV suit. See, that's what they should have though. The little, the hard plastic part should have like a port for a hypo. That would make need. sense because yeah, when he when he literally perforates the suit yeah. with whatever painkiller Reed asked for, it's like no, that's not a thing. No, that's you, true. You just punctured a fucking spacesuit, you fucking idiot. And we also know that at least by the twenty-fourth century, they do not have self-sealing. Suits. That's because Worf's suit gets yeah. sliced by the Borg. And he has a tie. And he thing. has to tie tie the. How did they lose that technology? Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's been always... a long road. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you can't. I don't know. I just always assumed there was a diaper under there. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Wow. I mean, I'm assuming a since we never since we never see a bathroom really on these ships other than mm. the in the in the prison in uh, Star Trek Five. Yeah. 
You think there's a lot of pants shitting happening? I think, I'm assuming that just like diaper technology has gotten so sophisticated that everyone's just shitting their pants and mm. there's just like... Waste disposal. Com- Straight into the replicator. No, it's just complete, completely, uh, fully, you know, 100% absorbent, can take a full log. Uh, wow. I'm a so, I'm so, oh my God. Wow. It is... Gonna take all my self control, by the way, Ames, to not call this episode Stinky Did a Boom Boom. <laughs> <laughs> or you could call it Captain's Log, you know, comma, colon. Stinky Did a, yeah, colon, Stinky Did a Boom Boom. N dash. <laughs> Love a good N dash. Mm. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know, I, I, thought, I thought these were actually really two solid I thought, episodes. Yeah, yeah they season were. Season two so far. Off to a good Strong. Start. Fingers crossed that this Keep momentum continues. And I think Stinky may have even done some like acting classes because I feel like T'Pol is doing better too. Stinky? No, Reed is Stinky. Oh, well, whatever. I think of her as being Stinky. I know that she's not. But I that mean, was... I do wish that her and Tamir were at all disti- distinct from each other, but uh, like the haircut. <laughs> Damn, you beat me to it. Well, she has a slightly different haircut. I mean, to be fair, uh, T'Pol has never been quite so fucking creepy. <laughs> that scene where she's just like standing across from the car like staring at them I was like if oh my kiss, god I will flip my shit I really thought she was gonna murder them she had I mean, really, Vulcan strength really she literally just flips the car mm-hmm. I thought they were gonna use their Vulcan strength to save the people I didn't know they were gonna actually get like um, it out. stuff involved yeah cause well, prob- if you just lifted it up over your head when you use a phaser, it leaves, like, phaser burn marks, and people will be like, how did they make this, you know? Mm. But, I mean, that also, though, would have been awkward. It's like, what? how did you do that? Uh, no, no, because they, uh, they don't adrenaline. adrenaline. I yeah. mean, well, but, like, honestly, you this if you were going to get away with it, a time when maybe the average Joe didn't know that much about mm. medicine, and you could just say, like, well, the heat of the moment, and I just, I knew I had to do something, and I just had the strength of... Uh, God must have uh, helped or something. Jesus. It's the average uh, Jack or Billy or Jimbo or whatever. <laughs> Not the average Joe. Sorry, you're right. Uh, <laughs> the strength of ten Vulcans plus two. Which um, two? Uh, Tamir and Mo. Yeah, but it's also going to be weird to explain. How did this random shaft suddenly appear? Like... Uh... Uh, I just was wandering around, and I happened upon cave it. Cave in, cave in, that's all. Also, I'm pretty sure, and I meant to mention at the time, just jump back real quick, I'm pretty sure his Vulcan antique phaser was just a curling iron. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was phallic. Ooh. It was more phallic than other, other weapons we've mm. seen. Um, but yeah, yeah, solid, solid week. I'm feeling, I'm, again, I'm hoping maybe this momentum continues and we're less exhausted for the next season. Yeah, mm. yeah, season two, we'll see. Well, we did get to see at least a glimpse of Romulans. Mm-hmm. You know who else got to pretend to be a Romulan once? There's my segue. I did it. I found it. See, I was going to do a Reed Needs Therapy segue. Oh, that's a, that's a better one. You do that. And who <laughs> who less suited to help than Troy? <laughs> I don't know. Back in this day, she might be helpful. Mm. I don't know. I'd still, back in this day, would prefer, uh, would prefer uh, Pike's Dr. Bartender. <laughs> Oh, Dr. Boyce. We liked him. So yeah, we're doing our, con- our our continued spotlighting of characters from other shows to, you know, give you something to read on the Tumblr, which I know everybody loves. They actually uh, do. People seem to really be interacting with this stuff quite a bit, and so you're doing great. This week is going to be a fascinating week, because I actually have a very long list of great and bad stuff, both for Deanna Troy. 
Deanna. Deanna. <laughs> that's not on there. That should be. That's a good one. I don't remember. What is that? That's, that's she, from that's, Timescape. Yeah, Timescape. She's, She's talking about how some creepy guy tried to chat with her. Well, no, it was... It was, it, was, it, was, it was a lecturer. Yeah, it was a lecturer. He wasn't talking to her. He was lecturing. But but we just say Dion. Okay, never. Go. Jacob. What is happening right now? Jake is telling uh, us about things Dion. Sure, I'll talk about some things. Here's the tops. Here's my tops anyway. I know people have feelings about this episode, but Ooh, I think uh, her figuring out what was going on in Night Terrors was oh. pretty good. Uh, she was having those bad dreams. Yeah. Where are you? I'm trying to find you. But yeah, she figured out that it was trying aliens trying to communicate. I, I can't remember actually if it was her data that figured it out, but either way. Yeah. She, I had to write down Jake and I wrote Troy. God she was there. It. She was there. She helped. I'm going to say, with time, uh, speaking of face of the enemy... Uh, she she did a great job playing Romulan. She did. Uh, you know, she just she she really uh, did a good job there. That's all. And then uh, my last good Troy moment, is, I'm gonna say, despite the fact that she crashed it, wasn't really her choice. It was already a foregone conclusion. Mm-hmm. She uh, she did a pretty good job of crash landing the Enterprise. Yeah, that could have been way worse. That could have been way fucking worse, but no, it was a really soft land. I mean, she took out like hundreds of miles of forest. But, but who wouldn't? But who wouldn't? Yeah, no, that that could have gone just face first into the ground and killed everyone. Yeah, like a starship crashing into a planet is usually a many fatalities situation, mm-hmm. but overall it seems like yeah, she managed to take it in for a pretty soft landing, so... Yeah. And as far as I know, she's not usually a pilot. Nope. So, good on her. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to say a uh, woman is a fucking saint for putting up with Reg Barkley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which time? Literally yes. every. But let's oh, just say for not immediately demanding he be transferred to another ship after, in his first episode. In uh, Hollow Pursuits? Yeah. When he made a, a, a sex avatar of her? Yeah. Like, holy shit, lady, that is... Almost too compassionate, being willing to help that guy. She taught him plexing. True, true. Interplexing beacon. Sticking to her guns in, I think it's disaster? The one where she's in charge and O'Brien's like, she's going to get us all killed. Oh, really? And she's like, no, no, this is what we're going to do. And in the end, she was right. Wow. Mm. Uh, Especially because this is, I think, before she did the whole, like, command Command thing where she killed Hollow Geordi. Uh, and yeah, I just fucking pulling off that whole deception during Face of the Enemy. Like, oh, for sure. Face the Nation. Like, I'm expecting to hear or hear that one a lot because he's also the top of my list. Like, yeah, Face yeah, of the well, Enemy. Because everyone is... agrees that's the best Troy episode, yeah, right? Troy, and, and also just Marina Seard is at probably her best. Mm-hmm. How about you, Caitlin? So I would say sticking to her guns and doing her command track work, even though everybody was being a dildo to her. Oh, when she, she killed Jordy? Yeah, she like, knew. When Mike like Riker that. told her, you're never, you, you don't have it cut out for this. Yeah, you know, and she still fucking did it. So she showed you dicks. Yeah. What was my other one? I have two other ones, obviously. Oh, this one's sort of a joke, but also sort of not. I don't know, they're she often the best a, ones. <laughs> she was a really good friend to uh, Crusher for not just being like, why are you reading your grandmother's <laughs> gross erotic <laughs> diaries? 
She was just like, uh-huh, we should talk about this in therapy sometime, maybe. No, you just want to make me listen for free, okay. Putting this in your file. <laughs> oh, wow, that was right in my ear. How long do you think I can keep him going? <laughs> Chris is literally gonna die right here. I'm on a good run. I'm <laughs> delayed. Like, Bury me at sea. No, Dude, no we're so I, far from sea. I hate the sea. Yeah, not not. Uh, he's not afraid of drowning. You understand? He just doesn't like the ocean. Full of whales. Ah, uh, yes, true. He doesn't whales. like whales. Hungry, hungry whales. Hungry, 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 hungry hippos. Whales. <laughs> Everybody knows the hungry, hungry whales game. And uh, I mean, like fucking obviously, I also said. The time where she had to pretend to be a Romulan and was fucking great at it. She and was. man, just as a for Marina Sirtis and for Deanna Troy, I mean, truly a triumph. And honestly, really a shame that we never got to see more of of that Troy because yeah. she was a badass. So those yeah. are my three. Yeah, she rocks it when you give her a chance to do stuff. She does a bunch of other stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna have, have a, a different three. Uh, those although a lot of these did overlap with things at the top of my list. I'm gonna say. Fighting off that mind rapist in violation. Oh, sure. Because there was a great scene where she's just literally, like, beating him over the head with a keyboard until Worf comes in and is like, oh, well, you've done most of the work for me. All right. (laughs) Oh, damn it. I meant to... Fuck. Go ahead. I have an honorable mention. Oh, I love it. Uh, First, let me give you two more, just because I'm here. Uh, She's very nice when she goes into her mother's mind in Dark Page to help her mother Mm -hmm. through that um, Mm -hmm. grief moment. The the Kestrel thing? Yeah, with with Kestra. I liked that a lot. I thought that was cute. And I'm going to give her one good uh, example when she actually did some good therapizing, which happened occasionally in the show. And the one I'm going to pick is the one from Skin of Evil, where she, like... Oh, talks Armis into... Yeah, mm. every time she talks to Armis, like, he lets his guard down, and she's like, this is actually good, and he's like, therapy? Who who thought this would be helpful? And she's like, well, I did, because I'm... It's my fucking job. But also, we, we're leaving you now, bye! But didn't it turn out that the actual solution was to piss Armis off more? Yeah, maybe. Didn't Riker have to, like, tell Armis he was a jackass... Or am I, or am I mixing I, this up? I, might be so mixing this I don't know. I haven't watched it. I just remember being impressed with some of the mm. actual good counseling work she was doing with him. And I give her credit for that. What was your honorable mention, Caitlin? She fucking bangs Worf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad that I forgot that. I was so proud of myself, to be obviously. Fair, she also killed Worf in her mind. Was this? Petite Remember when she when she had like a, a hallucination that she killed Warp, but she believed it was true, so she was gonna kill herself. Oh, Eye of the Beholder. Eye of the Beholder. That's mm. The one. Mm. Yeah, that was a weird episode. Mm. Uh, I would like to point out I am genuinely slightly lightheaded. Oh, <laughs> from that from fucking that, thing. From that wow. See, I knew it. I knew we were gonna kill you. <laughs> Chris um, I have one more honorable, honorable mention I want to bring up because it's a good one. <laughs> Chris is dead. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> so long, Chris. Rip, Chris. Um, she had really great chemistry with Riva and was able to communicate him in Louder as a Whisper. Oh, yeah. And I thought that was a nice Oh, yeah. Oh, I loved them. They were very cute together. I wish that would have happened. Well, here are things that I wish didn't happen. Oh, no. In my bottom Troy moments. 
You mentioned when she was good as a therapist. I hear the time she was absolutely <laughs> shit as a therapist. All the rest of the time? Jake, that's well, not yes. really well, I feel like in particular, and I admit there are extenuating circumstances here, and I I just well, think big of you to she admit should that, have Jake. recused herself perhaps. But in The Loss, mm. um, she's therapizing some woman and is just doing a real terrible job at it because she lost her... Um, empathic abilities yeah and then she she's just like why should i care bitch and then she just what? she can't deal with anything she's like basically what that is saying is that she is only her abilities and without them she is completely useless yeah, which we already knew fun. as the audience but but they're Being finding fair, out she's not that useful with them i mean um but yeah she probably should have requested some leave to come to terms well i think eventually she did she did realize like or she like re- was, was Guyan was like, I'm applying for your job. And Troy's like, hey! <laughs> she tries to resign. <laughs> and then Guinan talks her into not resigning. Yeah, but yeah, she should have just, again, just, just, you've just a suffered break. a catastrophic injury. For Christ's sakes, take a few weeks, months to recover. But no, Captain needs me. Yeah. But also, I can't These function. Flatlanders are fucking with my shit. Oh, I like the Flatlanders. They were cool. Um, okay, um,. Now, here's an interesting thing. I'm putting on my bottom list the way she commanded the ship in Disaster. <laughs> <laughs> because while the there was a positive outcome, it came so close to being an actual disaster. Mm. Like, if Riker and Data hadn't made their way to engineering at the exact moment that they did, the ship would have blown up. Mm. Because... Troy did not listen to um, Roe, Ro, who was actually right. That we should get the fuck out of Dodge before this whole thing goes kerplow. So really, the, the putting that on the best moments list is kind of re- reliant on Data and Riker doing a thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's ex post facto, right? Like, in hindsight... It's a terrible it was, episode. It was, in hindsight, <laughs> it was the right decision, in the, but like... Really, as a command decision, it's just like killing Jordy, in right, like. But everyone she, loves killing Jordy. Well, I know, but she should have detached that section of the ship, which mm. incidentally wouldn't have killed Jordy because he wasn't in that section of the ship. Yeah, he, he was, was trying to get blown into space. He, with he was Bev. tap dancing with Bev. Uh, no, he was singing Gilbert and Sullivan with Bev. Could have been tap dancing. That's true. Uh, it's uh, anyway. Um, anyway, my my last moment is undoing. One of the very best things that Star Trek made. One of the best things that Star Trek The Next Generation did. So good, in fact, that it has become a a trope and a meme. An analogy for when a show becomes good. She grew a beard? She shaved (gasps) Riker's beard. Yeah. In Insurrection. (laughs) And lo and behold, the following movie was Garbo. So... Greta Garbo? Didn't he have the beard back by then? I think he did, actually. He did, yeah. But My God. He shaved it for that one movie because they were feeling so young and vigorous and uh, uh, uh. Whoa. Imzadi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris, are you alive again yet? or? Are you... I mean, I'm still lightheaded, still, but I'll, still I'll press you. on. <laughs> uh, I had a hard time thinking of anything that, like, was inherently negative that, like, 
It wasn't just a hurt not doing something, but her actually doing it wrong. Or not something that, like, the show inflicted on her. Not something that grew out of her character. Makes sense. You know, which is usually how I try to do these. It's like it grows out of the character, not just something the show inflicted upon them. But I really couldn't think of much, so I'm going to go with inflicted upon. Okay. I mean, there's still bad moments for Troy. I'm so. sure there are, but I could not. I had the well, hardest I'm sure, I'm sure time. I'm sure things getting inflicted on her are, are still oh, things oh, okay. that are bad. Uh, well, this is not. This is strictly just inflicted on her. And actually, also, uh, uh, Bev, that fucking gymnastics scene. Oh, or yeah. stretching scene. Yoga, whatever, whatever it's fucking doing, called. Yeah. Calisthenics. That Terrible. fucking, that whole scene, just, just in the bin. Uh, not as bad as, not as bad as T'Pol and the, Tamir and the Sheet, but, uh. How does it stack up against, oh, my, my tits are firmer now. Are your tits firm now? Oh, my tits are getting I'm not better. sure Wait, which is worse. let me touch your tits. But they're both bad. Chuck, what else did I have? Also, tits aren't on your, on your list. What? <laughs> the tits getting firmer isn't on your no, bad list? No, I, I, was, I, was, I was joking. I mean, um, I was kind of considering it, but I was hoping I'd think of something better before now, but I still hadn't thought of anything, so it might be. Give me a second. Okay, I'll give you a second. <laughs> oh, God, I feel like I might have had a legit one. I feel like, didn't she do something in Voyager that annoyed us? Something to do with... I thought we mostly liked her appearances in Voyager. I think we mostly did, but I feel like there was one moment where she... I don't know. I feel like when... She doesn't initially believe Reg, but why would she? Oh, no that's one does. That's true. That's a, that's a good moment. But I think... Wasn't there something about the way she handled the situation with the EMH and Zimmerman that was like, Troy, come on. Where we were like... I don't remember. I feel like there was a moment where she mistook one for the other one. No, that could be... I could be making this up entirely. Oh, yeah. That, that was the thing that annoyed us. But that probably was her joking, hopefully, because... You know, obviously the one that's still young and in a outdated <laughs> uniform is the also doctor. the one that she can detect empathically mm. is going to be the real one. Yeah. I don't know. Louis Zimmerman, definitely a hologram. <laughs> yeah, let's stick the boobs line in there. Yeah, boobs so line. So I mean, I, I'm, I'm there with you. The boobs line is very dumb. Oh, God, you're still trying to think of more, aren't you? Didn't she you want to fuck one of the goddamn... Uh, masterpiece society people. Oh yes. yeah, but that was hot. Yeah, those people were annoying. Was he okay though? I can't remember. Yeah, he it's was been good. so long. It was the same. Was he guy. the Was he the one that wasn't a jerk? Yeah, he wasn't a jerk. He was the same guy that played Volcra. So she, we liked him. I remember when she got uh, she she was involved in a arranged marriage she didn't want to be in, and then got jilted. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's none wow. of that's her fault. That's no. her weird culture, and then Wyatt Derp left her for. Yeah, I got nothing. I got those two. Oh wow! I just I feel bad. I couldn't remember loads that she did that like annoyed me. Yeah, you know, like I could think of things that like she did well, but like most stuff that I think of with Troy, it's like well, it's not something she did. It's something the show inflicted, like having her constantly like her powers not working right when it would be really quite useful. Or sense nothing from them. You know, again, repeatedly being the victim of people just assault. But again, that's not actually something that grew out of the character. That is the writers being lazy and bad. And that's, you know, when I think about bad things with Troy, that's what kept jumping to mind. And again, I'm sure you're about to have natural narrative examples, but my memory is shit. (laughs) (laughs) And skimming memory alpha is not always helpful. I re-listened to our our episodes, so... Oh, God, I don't have that much time. (laughs) It's an easy listen while I'm at work. Fair enough. What about you, Caitlin? Troy moments from you? Oh, I'm thinking. That's harder. Um, well, that fucking awful purple jumpsuit. (laughs) I know it's not her fault. 
It is bad, though. I'm glad when Jellico makes her get rid of it. Oh, yeah, definitely. She doesn't really seem to get along very well with Luoxana, which I think is awful. Because Luoxana is the best. I know she eventually kind of comes around more, but... I kind of get it, though. But if Luoxana was your mom, you'd be embarrassed, too, I think. I, yeah, I think it's more just like... It's like, Mom, stop trying to fuck my boss. Although... I don't know, dude, if he was into it... She is an analyst, and maybe by the time she's an adult, she could have realized, oh, this is why my mother's crazy. Because I think we realize that, like, so much of Loxana's character, you realize, it's like, oh, this all makes a lot of sense, actually. And uh, she should have gone with Thomas Riker. Ooh. Ooh. Hot take, hot take. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you that one. I mean... I know she really shouldn't have. I mean, he spent he phasered that fucking piece of rock or whatever to make the the waterfall thing. It was very pretty artwork. I'm just saying, like he's creepily obsessed with her, but like I love the Phantom of the Opera, so it's uh, way up my alley, you know. I don't even think of the of him as being creepily obsessed. I think. Well, she was what kept him going. I guess yeah. it's actually yeah. sweeter. It's he's sweeter just, than I'm making it sound. Yeah, yeah. he's just a. a, a Subject of PTSD and yeah, and yeah, from his perspective, and who better to, and who better to help him through a tough time? Well, and literally anyone. If he, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. If he didn't get killed by the Cardassians, and he once he finds out about her and and Will getting married, dude's gonna be inconsolable. Him and Worf get together and get shit faced. <clears throat> mm. Oh, I thought you were gonna say have sex or that. I would be down with that. Read him I know, I know. Listen, it's literally in my car listen, right now. So listen anytime to the that... Frakes audiobook. Oh, well, I'm not going to do that because that would cost money. But I will try to <laughs> remember to read the copy that I have, which is in my book, in my car right now, so that when I stop and have time, I have it with me. You know what I mean? Word, word, word. Word. Uh, word. I've got some more Troy moments for you guys. Thank you. From, from my re-listen. And this one, this one, you guys are going to be like, oh, right, the moment I say it. Wanting Worf and Alexander to make a contract for good parenting. Oh, oh right. right. Yeah. yeah. The cost of living. Mm. She's really bad at... She's like, oh, yeah, you know what makes sense for, for you and kids? Uh, you should do this. Speaking of her failing to therapize children, pawning Timothy off on Data. Oh, yeah. In hero worship. God damn, I forgot that that was her idea. Yeah, because she... When she's not doing her job, she's doing... The fucking opposite and ruining fucking people's mental health. Um, I had one more good one. Which one's it gonna be? It's gonna be. Here's another bad, another bad uh, counseling moment in Evolution when Stubbs was like, "I would not like to receive therapy from you," and she forces him mm. to like talk to her about something. I was very uncomfortable on Stubbs's behalf. That's fair. It's easy to forget about that because Stubbs was kind of a jerk. Mm. But he still doesn't deserve to have to do therapy he doesn't want. Uh, I'll just give you guys a, a fun honorable mention because it's one of the funny funny ones. And that's when she practically climaxes over a chocolate sundae oh, in the God. game. One of the few everybody times... was climaxing in the game. True. Uh, one of the like few times Wesley. she actually got some let chocolate. Me, let me tell you about how good this sundae is. Um... Also, mm -hmm. it's a goofy scene, but I do enjoy Marina Sirius' drunk acting in First Contact. <laughs> and the fall is really good. When she just drops off the stool. Well, she, goes like, she goes like straight fucking down. Nice. <laughs> good for her. Yeah. Yeah. So really it comes down to 
Deanna is mostly a good character. Yeah, she's when, fine. When they just give, don't use her right. When you give her things to do, she is good. It's it's the writers that do the bad things, not Deanna. And right. Stand yeah. by and that. like it's a lot. A lot of it is like she is just a victim. A lot of times, like they're just using her as a okay, something bad's going to happen. Yeah. So or again, they're they're her. switching off her abilities right when they would be useful. Mm-hmm. Yep. You don't get to wear a real uniform because you have to be the sexy one. Yeah. Don't to... eat anything at craft services, Marina. I was trying to find a way to get, make anything that happened in Man of the People make make my list, but I, I couldn't I couldn't think mm. of a good the, one. Either list. E- well, I mean, certainly the bottom list. Oh, but it's... then but on the top side, like she looks so damn good in that blue dress. She does look good as like oh like... with the streak wig. Yeah. Good yeah. O- older older. Sexy lady, cougar, cougar, yeah, cougar Troy. They should have, they should have just had her wear the streak wig from there on out. <laughs> that that didn't recover somehow. It's kind of like a rogue in X Men. All right, well, I guess that wraps this one up. Good episode. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully the momentum continues next week when we look at Dead Stop and A Night in Sick Bay. Oh, I know one of those isn't great. <laughs> as always, surprise as to which one it is. If Dead Stop's the one I'm thinking of, that might be pretty decent. I think it is. I, I mean, I know oh. which one it is, and I and I recall it being mm. a fun one. So yes, uh, join us for those. As always, follow us on Facebook and Tumblr and your favorite podcasting application. And hey, if your podcasting application has a rating thing, why not give us a rating? Yeah, oh, uh, you summed up very quickly. <laughs> yeah, and I forgot to ask, who are we looking at next week? Uh, next week, let's do a, a slightly a slightly lesser known hero, uh, Catherine Pulaski. Oh. Because Jake requested, you know, if we're going to have done Nurse Chapel with TOS, yeah, no, we it's damn fair. well better do Pulaski here, so we're going to do it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, look forward to all that. Until next week, this has been Chris. This has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. This is always Jake. Witty closing line. I have none. There's, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Turn it off. <laughs>there's a Frasier connection there is. in this episode. I'm there s- is a Frasier connection. I'm yeah. glad you're reading those. <laughs> Get the burp out, damn it! I already did. <laughs> Quite stylish. Someday we'll find it. The Frasier connection. Oh, nice. The lovers, the dreamers, Merlot, <laughs> the Maris, the Martin, Eddie. and me. <laughs> also, both good, both good. I like that. <laughs>